Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we are going to be discussing an article from the June issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Implants Equate to Efficiency in Stalker Cattle. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by one of the co-authors, Connor Beeler, who's a Nebraska Extension Educator. Thanks for joining me today, Connor. Yes, sir. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on here. Connor, this is the first time we've had the privilege of having you on the Beef Watch podcast. So before we talk about today's topic, tell us a little more about yourself, your background, and how you arrived at Nebraska. Yes. Uh, so I grew up, I'm originally from uh, Southern Illinois. I uh, grew up, my dad grew up on a dairy. My mother grew up on a farmer feeder operation. We didn't have any cows to milk whenever I was around, but I was pretty, uh, I was still around whenever my grandfather had his farmer feeder operation. So I grew up uh, doing that. And then also I started showing cattle uh, in, through 4-H. And that road took me to uh, being on the livestock judging team at Lakeland College in Mattoon, Illinois. And then from there, I transferred to Oklahoma State University and got my degree in animal sciences. Uh, and when I was done there, I finished school and I started uh, working for a feed company, a regionally based feed company out of Oklahoma. I was there for about 18 months. Uh, and then I decided I wanted to go to graduate school. So I found a spot at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville and got my master's degree in uh, ruminant nutrition. And I began here at the University of Nebraska last September. And I'm based out of Saunders County. Uh, with accountability in 15 uh, southeastern counties in Nebraska. Well, Connor, we're real pleased to have you on as part of the team and extension. And the topic you talk about today really kind of fits some of your background as you think about stalker cattle and the operation you were a part of growing up. In this article, you highlight the importance of understanding how implants work in a stalker yearling program. Show us some more about the article and the content that you have there. Yeah, so I not only thought this was a, a timely article for the time of year, but also if you look at the price of commodities right now, and you'll see you no know, cost again is pretty high in cattle. With efficiency being more important, uh, with cost of gain being higher, implants can improve average daily gain by 20%, feed efficiency by 15%, and lean tissue deposition by 12%. So implants return more revenue on your dollar than you've invested than any other management practice. In this article, you talk about understanding cattle that are going to grass, when they should be implanted, different types of implants that can be used with grass cattle. Give us a little more detail about that in terms of understanding how implants work and why certain implants are applicable for cattle out in a grazing situation versus cattle in a feed yard that are on a higher level of gain. Okay, yeah, so let's just start with some of the basics on what an implant actually is. Uh, so it's a small absorbable pellet and it contains growth stimulant that releases slowly over time. And this works by increasing the circulating levels of somatotropin and also IGF-1. And uh, implants are only approved by the FDA to be placed in the middle third of the back of the ear in between the skin and the cartilage. And it's important that you get it right there in between the skin and the cartilage because 
if it goes directly in the cartilage, it won't be able to release or what they call pay out over time. And if you accidentally put it in a blood vessel, it'll pay out too quickly. Um, so, so with implants, there are th three naturally occurring and two synthetics. And the naturally occurring ones are estradiol, progesterone, and testosterone. And then the two synthetics are xeranol and trimbolone acetate. And there's two different kinds of subcategories from there. There's estrogenic implants, which affect female characteristics. And those include estradiol, progesterone, and xeranol. And then there's androgenic um, implants, and those affect male characteristics. And those two are trimbolone acetate and testosterone. Um, and then from there, you know, there's uh, different potencies of implants and the Potency should match the diet or the plane of nutrition of the cattle. And so it, it's definitely pertinent to make sure that you uh, get the proper implant to match your production goals and uh, marketing goals as well. Connor, as we think about putting implants in cattle going out to grass, there's different levels of implants that we can use. Share with us a little more about what's appropriate in terms of thinking about putting an implant in cattle going to grass how long will a typical implant work and, and what's the payout for that as we look at grazing cattle through the summer? Okay, yeah. So as you mentioned, uh, research uh, has shown a greater response to implants with a, a, an increase in nutritional level. So therefore, you're not going to want to give uh, an implant that you will see in a, in a feed yard setting to cattle out on grass. So you'll want to match the implant to the plane of nutrition of the cattle. Um, as far as how long the usual payout period for an implant for grass cattle is about 100 days. Uh, however, some products can pay out for up to 400 days. And so if you think about your summer grazing season, it's around 120 days. So if the cattle are implanted uh, with a 100-day implant when they're processed and going on to summer pasture, there'll be about a 20-day period where the implant is no longer paying out in the body. And so at this time, there's a few different options that a producer can think about. Um, so usually towards the end of the summer, we're looking at a dwindling quality of forage as well as a quantity of it. And so with it decreasing in this time, there's the option to always not re-implant. However, if you're maybe uh, retaining these cattle through finishing and you're about to uh, send them to the feed yard, it, it might be a good idea to, to implant them again. The cost of uh, implanting, along with the time and effort it might take to, to gather those cattle, may not be worth it. You know, there's certain factors that come into play. Um, how big are the pastures that these cattle are grazing? Do you have a working facility there? So there's different ways to evaluate if it's worth your while to re-implant cattle on grass. Connor, anything else you think would be valuable for producers to know and understand as we think about implanting cattle going out to grass? Uh, yes. Yeah. So once calves are on an implant program, they should be implanted at regular intervals to maintain blood hormone levels and attain optimal response from the program that you've put into place. And also when implanting, calves should always be on a positive plane of nutrition. Thanks again for joining me today, Connor. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on here.
Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article that was discussed today was Implants Equate to Efficiency in Stalker Cattle.